Hello, I'm Avery or Hazer or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And have you tried not being a mutant? Hmm. Uh, l let me try that. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to the From the Closet podcast. Today we are covering X2 X-Men United. Now, the weird thing about this movie is that on Disney Plus, hmm. it's just called X2. Um, weird. The, yeah, the subtitle X-Men United isn't there for some reason. But yeah, um, anyway, we're covering that. Uh, did I did I say welcome to From the Closet? I don't know if I did. Uh, regardless, uh, you're this, welcome, by the way. You're yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this episode will contain spoilers for that movie. Um, you can join us next week for Dragon Ball Z Abridged Season 1 and the top 10 best and top 10 worst movies we have ever covered. That Ooh. will be our that will be our 100 episode. yeah it'll be our 100th episode special um so definitely look forward to that uh also uh i spun the wheel uh before the before we started recording this episode and mm -hmm. it landed on the greatest showman oh yeah actually so, some really good music in that yeah, so look forward to that episode. It should be coming out relatively soon. Uh, in the description below, you can find a link uh, to Just Watch, which will have all the places that you will be able to rent, purchase, or stream this movie. Our links are centered around the U.S. However, if you use the app, it will automatically redirect you to your country's page, and if you use the website, uh, you'll be able to change the country from the website page. Also in the description is a link to our Patreon, where you can get access to episodes of this show early, as well as our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books, and you can vote on future episodes of this show. Um, also in the description is a link to Anchor.fm, which contains links to every platform that this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and Twitter, where you can be notified whenever we release a new episode. So yeah, with all that being said, get please get out of here if you want to avoid spoilers, because we are going to start spoiling the movie now. What, wait, why did you say it like that? <laughs> why not? Let, uh, let's, spoil the the um, let's spoil the movie. Let's uh, spoil the movie. Gene dies. Everyone dies. Everyone dies. Uh, no. There actually is no movie. Um, X2 never existed. Um, why are you even watching this? You know, the funny thing is, I kind of have heard people say that about the third movie and the fourth really? movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus, how bad are they? <laughs> but uh, regarding this movie, uh, I, I was wondering the whole time, what are the X-Men going to be uniting around like who are they going to be uniting against or who are they going to be uniting with and it turns out they're uniting with Magneto and Mystique and they're uniting against the government <laughs> or more specifically one person yeah though then again they did have uh, 
most of the government's power, because why not? Yeah, um, so the thing that I like, too, about this movie is it's like, I don't know, it doesn't recap the first movie at all. You're just expected to remember that Senator Kelly died in the first movie, um, and you're expected to understand that... when we see Senator Kelly in the in the beginning of this movie, you're just expected to understand that that's Mystique. Right, yeah. I I almost forgot about how um, that was a brutal death. Oh, yeah. And Magneto and- is very interesting character. I like how he, his characters stay consistent throughout the movie. Yeah, I would say the same for uh, like it, throughout both of these movies, and I would say the same for um, Wolverine and Rogue too. Um, uh, Rogue ended up finding herself her boyfriend in this movie, um, which is uh, interesting because it's kind of difficult to have. Uh, any sort of physical affection when you have Rogue's power. Mm. So, what I find interesting, just about X-Men in general, is that we have not seen any of the X-Men that actually appear in Deadpool. No, not yet. Um, I mean, aside from Charles Xavier, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, we're not too far from where we would have to cover Deadpool, I don't think. Really? Um, well, to where we would normally cover Deadpool if we had covered the those movies when we were supposed to. Well, I mean, Deadpool, like you said, Deadpool's a part of its own timeline, right? In some ways, yes. It, it, and in it other feels- ways? Well, it feels like it's its own timeline, but it also might just be a result of Deadpool being an unreliable narrator. It's kind of hard to tell. Honestly, I would not expect anything less from a Deadpool movie. Yeah. I mean, regardless, Deadpool cleaned up the timelines at the end of Deadpool 2. So, I mean, that kind of resets everything. But yeah. yeah, I feel cheated watching um, Deadpool 2. Like, yeah, because, well, I don't know, maybe once uh, once we've finished up, um, once we get to the point where Deadpool 2 would have been inserted, we should probably go back and watch the ending scene. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it just sounds like a good idea. But, um, anyway. Wait, isn't Deadpool 2 one of the movies that are on my, um, Just Watch account? I forgot if it was Deadpool 2 or Deadpool 1. Oh, well. What What are you talking about? You can't... Wait, I... did I say what movies anywhere? Oh, okay. You said Just Watch? Yeah. Trust me, even when I'm trying to look up movies anywhere, I... Accidentally type just watch. Like, no, this is not what I need. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'd have to check. Um, but it's not like that matters because the movies are on Disney Plus now. They weren't when oh, we covered right. them. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Weird, um, 
you told me about that, I forgot. Yeah, Disney Plus decided one day to implement parental controls, and then they were like, yeah, so now that we have that, let's start introducing rated R content to the platform. And then they did as such. Yeah. So that allowed um, both Deadpool and Deadpool 2 to come Wait a over. Minute. That was, um, like, uh, you know, child mode was a part of Disney Plus, even when it first launched. I know no, that because I had an account when it first launched with two kids. Yeah, my brother and sister. Yeah, but there was no way to block off rated R content because it just didn't exist. Hmm. And um, at, at any rate, I know that they did something with parental controls right before uh, they added Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan. Okay. Oh, if you want to know, um, so stupid. So, parental controls, like when it first launched, limited like so many movies. I think like a Cars movie was unallowed, like. Movies that you would think, oh yeah, a child could watch this when parental controls first launched. No. <laughs> I don't know if they changed it now, but it, it was kind of weird, not gonna lie. Yeah, I remember um, when I was growing up, my aunt had put parental controls on my DSi. And um, she had no idea what she was doing. Hmm. Like, absolutely no clue. And she had completely forgotten the passcode to get it turned off. And I literally just called Nintendo customer support and got it removed from my DSi. Uh, because uh, like damn. it was it was literally preventing me from using the main feature of the DSi, which is Access internet? to the internet. Well, DS. I mean, I've always thought it was more like DS internet, but apparently the more common accepted answer is that it's DSI, like, you know, camera. That's a stupid, stupid take. It's very clearly internet. I, I mean, if you actually see, like, look up, you know, why it's like this, um, why it's named, you'll get way more responses of internet and, like, per not internet, um, you know, I or personal, you know, this is your personal DS or whatever. All it's DSs yours. are your personal. All DSs you own are your personal DS. I don't <laughs> know. But it is kind of... Kind of stupid, not gonna lie. Just <laughs> clearly stands yeah. for internet. Uh, but anyway, regarding this movie, uh, there's there's a lot of things I really do like. It's a fairly fairly good sequel. I almost like I want to say it's better than the first movie because it doesn't have those uh, troublesome issues of like comparing the mutants to uh, the Jews in Nazi occupied Poland. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like this movie would compare them to 
gays? Yeah, probably. Because, <laughs> like, there there is a whole scene where um, Iceman basically comes out to his parents. It's It's literally reminiscent of a gay coming out scene. And this you movie is from not be a mutant. <laughs> and this movie is from 2003. So it came out 3 years after the first one and still 12 years before gay marriage would be legalized in the US. Only a few years um before uh Canada though. I remember Canada was somewhere in like mid 2000s where they would yeah. legalize it you know it's honestly disappointing like I, I i really am still kind of flabbergasted by the fact that gay marriage hasn't been legal my entire life like i remember when it was legalized but the fact that society is still this it is still like this. The fact that we still discriminate against people for things that they can't control in mass and it's accepted. Well, what I don't understand is why people give a fuck, you know, because allowing gay marriage does not does not hurt anyone. Yeah. There's no one that's actually being hurt, but people opposing gay marriage would want you to think that. They'd want to think that your marriage is going to be ruined, but it's not. Yeah, it's and the thing is... stupid logic. Yeah, and the thing is, like, there is... Um, so... I want to say there is a comparison here to the X-Men, but really... Uh, to mutants in this movie, but like realistically, the mutants could potentially threaten. Like there, there's actual there. There's an actual reason for the humans to be afraid. But just because you're afraid, that doesn't excuse your actions, and it certainly doesn't excuse the actions of Striker. Um, speaking of Striker. We sort of are getting a taste of Wolverine's backstory in this movie. So, yeah, Stryker was the one that mutated, like, mutated his body, right? Yeah, Stryker basically um, it, it was the one who gave him his adamantium skeleton. With some very illegal testing. Oh, yeah. We will certainly dive more into Wolverine's backstory in the future. Hmm. That I do know. I haven't watched every movie in this series, but the one that explores his backstory, I have seen. Hmm. So, the X-Men. Um, doesn't... Isn't there two X-Men timelines? Uh, in the film series, Yes. Interesting. So, but like, does X-Men get, like, a revival? No, it, um, basically in one movie, there is time travel. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah, and it resets a lot of things. We'll get to that eventually. Okay. But yeah, uh, I I definitely think this movie was uh, I, I I think this movie was great. It, it like the way it explored the relationships between Charles and Eric, which you know kind of took mostly a backseat here, but there was still some element of it there, uh, where they explored that relationship. Uh, the the relationship between Wolverine and Rogue, the, that. You know, it was nice to see them not go the overprotective father route with Wolverine. Because, hmm. like, movies do that way too often, and it's really gross and creepy. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Magneto for a second. Alright. Because his goal is to always stay consistent throughout the movie, which is very good. Very interesting how they were able to make Magneto's character consistent because it, he's one of the good guys. Of, but it's believable that he would help them because, you know, he wouldn't want all of his own race that he's trying to fight for to die. Yeah. And um, then and immediately goes back to kill all humans Instead of saving, he would turn the weapon back against the humans. Yeah, and see, uh, it's also believable that the other mutants, uh, Rogue, uh, blah, 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 Storm, Gene, everyone would be willing to team up with him, too, because, like, not only do they not want to die, uh, they have a personal, like, they have a personal connection to Charles, and it would absolutely be horrible if they lost him. And then not to mention that Cyclops has also been captured. Everyone, Everyone's motives in this movie just ties perfectly with their overarching um, character. Yeah, it, it, it's really great. I also really loved some of the tactics that we see deployed in this movie. Like, when they're going in, when they're going to try to break into the facility that Strikers, you know, doing this whole Cerebro thing at, uh, the whole idea is to have Wolverine go through, um, through this. Uh, I can't remember what they called it, but this thing that can basically be flooded, but also function as an entrance. Um, and the reason they suggest Wolverine is because. Striker's probably not going to kill him. But Yeah, but instead of sending Wolverine in, they send in Mystique, imitating Wolverine. I thought that was uh, really cool tactics, and then I was genuinely impressed by Striker for figuring it out, because, like, really only the eyes are different. What did he say? Um, that he can know his own creation. Yeah, he says something like, I, I know my own work quite well, or something like that. Which, I think at the time, I thought um, what he meant was that he would know his own work would just gladly betray him. And that, yeah. like, this was his entire plan. Yeah, see, to me, like, I kind of got where things were going because Magneto had 
been talking about he he had been saying some things and saying that he wasn't willing to take that risk um or whatever and i kind of had a feeling that you know wolverine's original plan wasn't going to be the one um that ended up being used Hmm. so like i didn't know it was mystique because i wasn't paying attention to the eyes uh but I had a feeling it wasn't, you know, going to be just the original plan going forward. Does yeah. that make sense? Am I making any yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also really found the fight between Wolverine and that other character who had, like, the adamantium claws. Uh, I found that really interesting. Very... I have to give it to them. The fight scenes are actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, it's always interesting to go back to see these Marvel superhero movies before the MCU. Because this is about five years before that launched. Um, and we've covered Spider-Man as well. Um, and that movie didn't age too well. And that that's largely due to Sony. This, this movie was handled by Fox. Hmm, something by Fox has not aged well either, or were even good to begin with. I mean, true, but I do think a lot of people look back on this movie quite fondly. Uh, well, not necessarily just this movie, more like this series quite fondly, especially, like, the fact that it continued even into the era of the MCU and continued for quite a while. I want to say the last movie came out in 2020. Hmm. Uh, so that we're going to, the next two movies are going to suck, right? That's what I've heard. At least about the next movie, the movie um, after that sucked. I remember I watched a MatPat video where it's like one of his earlier videos about X-Men. It's about, you know, X-Men losing his memory. Yeah. Because he got shot in the head. That's the fourth movie. Really kind of wish you hadn't said that out loud. Because, like, that's kind of a spoiler for the people who are listening. But nothing we oh. can do about it now. I mean, I suppose I mean, we could edit it out, but... I mean, I just assume, like, something like that would just happen at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, no. That's, like, near the end of the movie. What? Why the... That sounds like the plot. Like, you know, something that would make a plot. I mean, what, to be fair... Is the fifth movie? No. Like, that's it. That's literally the climax. Huh. That entire, like, that entire issue was resolved in the end of a movie? I don't know what issue you're talking about. The fact that he lost his memory? He's still missing his memory in this movie. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Oh, I think I'm starting to um, understand more things that I probably shouldn't have. Oh. Movie oh, yeah, four is the a entire movie four of is a prequel. Wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought he just lost his memory again. No, movie four is a prequel. That. Hmm. That's something I wish I didn't know because I just assume I assumed everything um, wrong about this. And, uh, yeah, congratulations. We've now basically spoiled the entire plot of X-Men Origins Wolverine. I blame Matt Pat for this. I blame you. I'm sorry. It's not <laughs> like I knew it was a spoiler. But, regardless, uh, this movie, uh, okay, so... Some other things, too, with this movie. I, I do want to complain about the scenes mm. between Gene and Wolverine. Like, come on. Like, Logan, you fucking know she's in a relationship. And the guy she's in a relationship with is currently being held captive by Stryker. It's kind of a dick move to do what he did. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I really not going to sugarcoat it. It, it. It's kind of an asshole move. There are entire movies that are based around this plot line. Like, th this sort of type of plot line. And those, the characters who do this sort of shit are usually portrayed as the villain. Have we covered any movies like that? No, because we've only covered, what, two romance movies? Mm, fair enough. Well, what? Okay, so we've covered Love, Simon, and then mm -hmm. we've covered The Parent Trap. I think those might be the only romance movies we've covered. Well, I mean, you could probably consider um, uh, Scott versus one as well. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is a lot of genres. Romance is one of them. I guess. And I mean, Scott uh, does cheat on knives in that movie, but you're supposed to think Scott is an asshole because everyone's supposed to be an asshole in that movie. Yay, but it's a movie full of assholes. Yeah, and you still end up rooting for them. That's that's one of the cool things about Scott Pilgrim. Well, of course. When it's the asshole versus the bigger asshole, usually you root for the, you know, the smaller asshole. Hmm. Yes. Smaller assholes are great. You just had to say it, didn't you? I mean, it's the way you phrased it. <laughs> Yes, but you did not have to bring that up. Now, did you? <laughs> Someone would. That was a conscious choice. It, it was a conscious choice on you to phrase it like that. Anyway. But yeah, um, 
Stryker's motivations, let's talk about that, because, like, he had this idea that his son could be cured of his mutation, which is, frankly, ridiculous. It's, like, it's a genetic thing that he passed down to his child. Hmm. You know what that actually kind of reminds me of? What? Yay, uh, con- conversion, conversion therapy. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of another movie, a uh, romance movie we've covered. Oh, But shit, I'm a cheerleader. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. We, wow, we've covered a, a gay men romance movie, we've covered a lesbian romance movie, and we've covered a straight romance movie. It's kind oh, of damn. ironic. It's kind of ironic that the straight one was the worst. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> there are good straight romance movies, but The Parent Trap was not one of them. We just we just had to cover the first straight romance movie we had. If you're not counting uh, Scott Pilgrim, and you also might want to not count Tangled. I don't really consider that a romance movie, but it's a really good romance. I, I can see romance movie coming up, but I just feel like that movie is so much more than a romance movie, you know? Yeah, for one thing, it's a fairy tale retelling. Like, that's what I would consider its primary genre to be. Yeah, I never really thought about that as an entire genre, but. Yeah, you know, fairy tale retellings is a. Yeah, fairy tale retellings is a huge genre. Um, the other thing, too, that I find interesting about this universe that these movies are taking place in is the fact that, like, none of the other superheroes in the Marvel Omniverse really exist within the realm of this universe. Like, we don't have Iron Man. We don't have Spider-Man. None of that exists. So when there's some kind of superpowered threat, it's very obvious it's a mutant. Hmm. I... Yeah. Despite this being, you know, Marvel, it's a very different universe from a lot of the Marvel properties. Yeah, I, I, I want to compare it to, um, to the Spider-Man movie that we've already covered. Like, hmm. Doctor Strange exists... In that universe, but pretty much everything else is centered around Spider-Man. They don't have the Avengers in that universe. Like, that that's just something... Something that... How, with how Marvel does their movies. They're each... Like, each movie franchise is a canonical universe within Mar- Marvel's multiverse. Which is weird about, like, you know, the MCU, which, you know, you have the Avengers, you have the Guardians of the Galaxy, um... Yeah, but the MCU is considered its own franchise. I don't really fully consider the Avengers movies to be crossovers. Um, <laughs> as weird as that sounds. I think to be a crossover, you have to bring multiple different franchises together, and I just don't feel like they're separate franchises. 
I feel like they're all part of one greater whole, which is just the MCU. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's like, I don't really call, consider it a franchise. Uh, I don't really consider it a crossover when Yoshi is in a Mario game. Mm. I don't really feel like anyone does either. I mean, people do. It's weird. Why? And I don't <laughs> get it because everything, it, it literally everything is just a spinoff of Donkey Kong. Yeah, I don't really get you know, your view of it. Like, technically, yes, but no. But there's definitely, um, <laughs> Yoshi definitely appears in Mario games. I don't know. It's just very weird to define Mario now as being still a part of Donkey Kong. It's just... It's just the way I see it. Like, maybe it's been more morphed into the fact that Donkey Kong is a part of Mario now. That is true, yeah. You know, you have this, you know, monkey driving carts and doing golf now, so... Yeah, I mean, even though there was also Diddy Kong Racing, that existed. That did exist. But, I mean, with all that being said, like, I... It, I wouldn't call it a crossover if, say, Wario appeared in Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Like, that's just the way I see it. Because, now, however, what I would call a crossover would be characters from this X-Men franchise appearing in the MCU. Yeah, that would, um, just, I don't know, are they, like, different timelines? They're different universes, canonically. Okay. Um, as for whether or not this universe exists within... Like, like it, it, as for whether or not this universe is able to be accessed by people within the MCU, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But they seem to be hinting at it. Um, mm. there, there was a movie that had the same exact actor for Charles Xavier. Um, Charles Xavier was a character in one of the universes within the multiverse that we have seen. And he mm. was played by this specific person. So, um, I gotta say, I do, yeah. I, I gotta say, I do really appreciate this franchise, but it is kind of weird to come back, like, to come back to this franchise being so used to the MCU, and, like, the thing about the MCU is it's a comedy series, and going from that to this, where there's barely any comedy at all, is no, a little yeah. bit, it, it is a little bit jarring. It's very, it's a very serious um, movie series. Yeah, and I, I think feel like with such sensitive topics, they pretty have to be um, serious with it. Yeah, I've seen some people saying that they actually hope the MCU never does a crossover with this franchise. I I don't agree with them. It'd be interesting to see what they would do, but um. 
I would like to see the same, um, like, around the same tone from these movies if MCU tries to do it. Yeah, and, like, I want to say there have been serious MCU movies. Um, I guess you could say The Incredible Hulk was quite serious, but it was also quite boring, so... Hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather want a funny X-Men rather than a boring X-Men. But yeah, that's boring. Um, I think with that being said, there's not really too much more I want to say about hmm. this movie. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, I think we've covered it all. Yeah, like... Characters did some brilliant things in this movie. The fight scenes were good. The effects were great, even by 2003 standards, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born that year. Yeah, like, this movie came out one year after Spider-Man, and the effects are leagues better, and it's because Fox cared more about this franchise than Sony cared about Spider-Man. Hmm. I and can't you believe can Sony does not care about spiders. They they kind of care about Spider-Man as it's, like, one of their only successful movie franchises that they can continuously pull from. Because, like, you know, they also have Jumanji, but there's only so, many, so much you can get out of that. Well, and then they I'm have, just saying, I feel like um, Sony's, like, just better with Spider-Man and the games, not with Spider-Man and the movies. I still think the first movie... Okay, Spider-Man 1 was great. Spider-Man 2 is widely considered to be one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made. And then, of course, there's Into the Spider-Verse, which everybody absolutely loves. It's also considered to be one of the best ever made. Hmm. I think um, most Spider-Man fans would say their top three movies are No Way Home, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Interesting. But I'm just saying, like, um, I've heard countless good things on the Spider-Man games. Yeah. But the problem is, like, their movie studios, they don't really have much. Like, their next biggest franchise that they can continue to push movies out of is James Bond. That's nowhere mm. near the same size as Spider-Man. Well, it's a good James Bond movie, but... Yeah, but, like, it's not going to rake in the numbers as much as Spider-Man will. It's just not. No, yeah. Especially I mean, since a lot of the James Bond fans are older. Um, it doesn't... Well, I, I'm just saying, like, does Sony really need it? You know, all of the, you know, good movies? Like, you know, their movie franchise is only just a small part of what is Sony. Yeah, but, like, Columbia is still, like, it, I don't know, it's just a thing where, like, sure, maybe Sony doesn't need their movie studio, but they are gonna keep holding on to their movie franchise rights as much as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, I think with all that being said, I should probably get into critic ratings. I think this episode's gonna have to de deal with a lot of editing, but... Mm. Okay, so IMDb gives this movie a 7.4 out of 10. 
Rotten Tomatoes has it at 85%. Metacritic has it at 68%. And mm. 84% of Google users liked this movie. A little bit low. Um, this movie... In a second. Okay. I'll edit that out. Um, no, I will because it's going to um, like that. That time gap is going to be in both of our audios. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, enough delay. Um, Eight point two. All right. I think that's a fair rating. Um, I'm going to give this movie an 8.0. Just a little okay. bit lower. Um, it, so definitely look forward to X-Men The Last Stand. I don't know when we'll be covering that. Um, it all depends on when the movie wheel lands on it. Um, also, you know, we talked about Rotten Tomatoes just a second. Um, hmm. I have ne- I, I just decided to look up a movie... And I have never seen the Rotten Tomatoes score this low. There's a movie that has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. What movie? Can you guess? I don't know. No, there's so many movies that I... The Mario, the, the original... The, the Last, last Airbender. Airbender. Yeah. Wow, I mean, it makes perfect sense, but... Yikes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ. I don't know why Facebook has it at four out of five. Well, because Facebook sucks. <laughs> but yeah, regardless, uh, I think that just about covers everything. So until next time, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and we'll be seeing you.